You're listening to the Presence Pioneers Podcast. Most Christians at some point say, God, what have you called me to do? How do you want me to use my gifts and my talents and my time and my energy to serve you and honor you? What job have you called me to? What spouse have you called me to? What city have you called me to? But how many of us have stopped and said, God, who have you called me to pray for? I believe that God has specific, what I call intercessory assignments, meaning specific prayers of intercession for others that he wants to give us specific people and causes that he wants to put on our hearts to pray for and to partner with him, to see him answer our prayers, to see his power released and to see miracles. And it's going to bring us great joy and it's going to be cool because it's going to actually change the world and shift history. So that's what I want to talk about today is what do we pray for? How do we discern intercessory assignments? So thank you guys for tuning into the podcast today. Hope you guys are doing great. Uh, If you're new to the podcast, we believe that God's presence changes everything, and that is what this podcast is all about. All right, let's talk about intercessory assignments. That might be a a weird phrase. I've kind of made it up, I think, Uh, but I've experienced this in my own life, and I began to see it in Scripture as well. Now, I know that prayer can be hard for a lot of people. Most Christians They struggle to pray at all, Uh, and so many times the biggest hurdle is just getting at the, you know, getting a place and getting a time and showing up and doing it, and that's huge, and that's an amazing breakthrough. But then when we do show up, when we say, okay, we're going to pray in the morning for 15 minutes or whatever, when you get there, what do you say? And many times we don't know what to say, or it's awkward, or we either run out of things to say or we feel so overwhelmed with all things we could pray for uh, that prayer is sometimes not enjoyable. And so then we tend to not pray as much. But God actually wants us to pray in a targeted and specific way about certain things. We can't pray for everything. Um, But, you know, our default mode, usually when we come to Him, especially um, asking Him for things, is to ask for whatever's on our own heart, whatever the urgent needs are in our own life. And that's normal because, you know, it's our life. It's what we're feeling. It's what we're experiencing. And Jesus said that we should ask God for daily bread. We should petition God for the things we need. That's great. That's a, that's valid. But what I want to talk about today is these prayers of intercession. You know, Jesus said, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I believe that that prayer is the, um, is the broad prayer of intercession Jesus taught us to pray, but I believe he wants us to not just say that prayer back to him, but to realize that he's inviting us to pray for his kingdom to come and that by his spirit, he's going to lead us to pray for specific things. And all of this flows out of intimacy with him, right? Intercession flows from intimacy. I've talked about that before when I've, I've talked about Isaiah chapter 62, uh, our, Prayer burdens, the things he wants us to pray for, come as we connect with him, get to know him, spend time with him in worship. And by his spirit, he leads us and gives us the things that he wants us to pray for. And so I I think that he wants us to pray in a more targeted way. You know, it's easy to look at the word, the word, 
easy to look at the world and we see all the injustices around us. We see brokenness. We think how many people don't know Jesus. There's unreached people groups. There's churches and ministries that need prayer covering. We could get overwhelmed pretty easily with all that needs to get prayed for. But I believe God has precise intercessory assignments for us, and it's going to focus us. Jesus said in John 16, 24, he said, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Now that asking and receiving means we have to pray in a specific enough way that we can see that the prayer has been answered and then we can get joy from it. That's part of the fun of prayer and intercession is we get to partner with God to release his purposes and his kingdom into the earth. And he actually does it. And then we get joy in that. That doesn't always happen immediately. Some prayer assignments, intercessory assignments are for years and for decades even. But part of being able to discern if our prayers are actually being answered is we have to pray specifically and in a, in a targeted way so that we can have that joy in it and that we cannot get overwhelmed by all the different things that we could pray for. So I want to look at two examples in Scripture, Jesus and Paul. I believe you can see this example of both of them praying with the intercessory assignments that God has given them. You don't see that phrase, intercessory assignments, in the Bible, but I think you see the principle of what I'm talking about uh, in the Scripture. So let's look at that. Let's start with Jesus. It's always a good place to start. Jesus, even though he was fully God, uh, he was also fully man, and he prayed, which is stunning that God prayed. But Jesus relied on uh, the power of the Spirit through his relationship with the Father and the Spirit uh, in order to carry out the purpose that he had as a man on the earth. He understood that in order to accomplish God's purposes, it requires that we partner with God. That is how God chooses to accomplish his will on the earth. So Jesus, even uh, fully God, he prayed to his Father. And the clearest glimpse we see of Jesus's prayer life is in John 17. So we see a couple of verses where it talks about Jesus would go away to pray. He'd stay up all night and pray. He'd get up early and pray. Uh, there's one scripture where it says that he would withdraw often to pray. But in John 17, Jesus invites his disciples apparently to be there with him while he's praying because John is able to record this entire chapter as a prayer of Jesus, which this is amazing. This is God talking to God. So what did God talk to God about? What was in his heart? What was important to him? Well, the first few verses are Jesus praying for himself. Uh, the verses 6 through 19, Jesus begins to pray for his disciples, his guys that are there with him. And that's not shocking, right? This is his main ministry. He's been discipling these guys and pouring into them and training them and teaching them. So he's praying for them, knowing that he's about to go to the cross and then ascend back to heaven and that these guys are going to carry on with uh, the ministry that he's began. Um, but then he shifts in verse 20, and he's not just praying for his disciples or for himself, but he begins to pray for us. He begins to pray for the church. He begins to pray for those who he is not going to see while he's on the earth. 
Jesus, I believe, had an intercessory assignment for the church, for the future church. Uh, It's interesting, Jesus didn't pray for the lost. He prayed for the church. And knowing that the church would be his witnesses, knowing that his apostles would lead the way, and that those who believed in Jesus through their teaching, that they would reach the lost. They would do what they're called to do if they were strong and united and and protected from the evil one, that that God's kingdom would expand. So he prays for the church. I mean, this is incredible. He begins to cry out for the generations that have not even yet come. We've been prayed for in John 17 by Jesus, which is just so cool. So Jesus, I believe, had a prayer assignment. He had an intercessory assignment for those that he couldn't preach to. He couldn't minister to them at the time on the earth. Um, He couldn't lay hands on them. He couldn't train them. Uh, But he was praying for us even at that time. And so I believe God wants us to be like Jesus, of course, in many ways, but in this specific way that he is our great intercessor. And he goes before us, but he invites us to be like him, that we would pray for those that maybe we can't touch with our with our hands and we can't impact with our voices uh, and with our energy and with our lives, but maybe we can impact them with our prayers. Maybe it's future generations. Maybe it's somewhere across the, the globe in another place. Maybe it's uh, someone that we'll never get to talk to, never get to see. Maybe it's you know governmental leaders that we don't have access to even you know, talk to them or minister to them, but we can pray for them. And so God is inviting us to intercessory assignments and to pray for people we haven't even met yet, just like Jesus did. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, uh, also had an intercessory assignment. And this one is really cool. And then after after I share about Paul, I want to share with you how we can discern and find out who we are called to pray for. So Jesus had an assignment to pray for the future church. And I believe Paul had an intercessory assignment to pray for Israel. So in Paul's letter to the Romans, he gives us some insight into his personal prayer life. In Romans 10.1, he says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. So he's given us some insight here that he's praying for the Jewish people to come to know Jesus as their Messiah. He's saying he loves his his people. These are his people, right? He's an Israelite himself, and he's praying for the Israelites to come to know that Jesus is their Savior and their Messiah. Now, what's interesting about that is... Hey guys, this is Matthew. We'll get back to the episode in just a moment. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider joining Presence Pioneers Premium our brand new subscriber community. Paid subscribers will get exclusive premium content such as bonus podcast episodes, exclusive articles, early releases, and more. Presence Pioneers will be releasing its first e-course in 2024 with many more to come. And the Presence Pioneers premium subscribers will always have full access to the entire library of online courses. Visit media.presencepioneers.org or click the link in the description to join today. You can become a premium member today for an introductory price of only $5 a month. When the price goes up in the future 
As our library of resources grows, you can stay subscribed at the original price. If you've enjoyed our podcast for a while, becoming a premium member is a simple way for you to help us cover the cost of producing this podcast and partner with Presence Pioneers in equipping the church with resources for day and night prayer, prophetic worship, missions, and revival. Visit media.presencepioneers.org to sign up today. Is that Paul's apostolic ministry, his preaching ministry, his church planting ministry was not among the Jewish people. He was called to go to the Gentiles. He makes that clear in Romans, and he, and he makes it clear again in, Gen, in Galatians 2, verse 7, where he contrasts his ministry to the Gentiles with Peter's ministry to the Jews. He says that he was called to the uncircumcised, whereas Peter was called to the circumcised, the Jewish pe- people. So Paul was an apostle to the Gentiles, but he was carrying an intercessory assignment for the Jews. And that's amazing because they were not the ones he was preaching to. He, they were not the ones he was laboring with in an ongoing way. He was not making disciples of the Jewish people. He was active in the Gentile nations, but he still carried that prayer assignment that God had given him uh, to pray for people that he was not even around, that he was not even ministering to. And I think most of us, we probably just pray for the things that are near to us, right? Like I said before, the things that are urgent, the things that are right in front of us. And we should, we should pray. I'm sure Paul prayed for, I know Paul prayed for the people that he was ministering to and ministering with because he writes some of those prayers in some of his letters. But I think most ministers, most missionaries probably focus primarily on praying for their own churches and the people they're trying to reach with the gospel. Most believers pray for their immediate family or their friends or whatever urgent need might be coming up. But the idea of praying for somebody that you're not even personally ministering to is a foreign concept for most of us. But I believe God wants to invite us near to his heart. He wants to speak to us. He wants to help us to feel what he feels about certain people groups, about certain justice issues, about certain nations. And he wants us to connect to his heart and to begin to pray for people we don't even know issues that aren't even a part of our lives so that we can partner with him to see heaven come to earth in a greater way through the ministry of intercessory prayer. That is what Paul the Apostle showed us as an example. Um, And it's safe to say that Paul was burdened uh, in a a profound way for the Jewish people. Uh, Earlier in Romans 9, verse 2 through 3, he says, I have great sorrow in continual grief in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were cursed from Christ for my brethren, my countrymen, according to the flesh. So, so Paul's carrying this thing in an emotional way. He said he's got sorrow and grief in his heart. He's crying, he's weeping, he's praying. Oh, he's travailing for God's purposes for the Jewish people that they would come to know Jesus, that the veil would be lifted off their eyes and they would see Jesus, Yeshua as their Messiah. He was beginning to feel um, God's heart, God's love for the people of Israel, for the Jewish people. And I believe that this verse, these verses in Romans 9, Paul's expression of that sorrow and that grief is going to help us to understand 
who God has called us to pray for. Lou Engel said, pay close attention to your tears for your tears point you to your destiny. Pay close attention to your tears for your tears point you to your destiny. I believe that Paul was deeply moved for the Jewish people. I believe this helps us to understand how we can discern our intercessory assignments. What moves our heart? What brings us to tears? I believe that as we're seeking God, as we are pursuing Him, spending time with Him, as we're growing a life of prayer, as we're allowing Him to speak to us, I believe uh, there's going to be things we pray for. And maybe maybe this is something where it's we pray, have to pray for a number of things and, and sort of find out what clicks. You know, maybe we're praying for something and, and we don't feel anything, which that's okay, by the way, to not feel anything. It still counts and it's still great. But sometimes you're going you're gonna to pray for something and all of a sudden it's going to grip your heart and you're going to find yourself burdened and moved and, and grieving and crying and, and feeling emotional over something. And, you, and it may even surprise you what it is that God gives you an intercessory assignment for and something that you begin to feel burdened over. For me, there's two clear intercessory assignments that are unrelated to anything I'm personally involved with. One of those is the issue of the ending of abortion, especially in America. And number two is the, is also the salvation of the Jewish people. I have you know, never ministered to any Jewish people directly in a personal way. You know, my life hasn't been impacted personally by abortion in any kind of way. But when I began to pray for these things, even talking about it right now, I'm feeling myself tear up. Um, I feel the heart of God. And and I, um, through my time with the Lord, He's put these things in my heart as something that I carry. I hope you understand what I mean by carrying it. It's like um, uh, a woman carries a baby when she's, you know, pregnant. It's like you carry these things in your heart to give birth to God's purposes into the earth. And so for me, the issue of abortion, the issue of the salvation of Jewish people are two assignments that God's given me personally in prayer. So I share that as an example, but it could be all kinds of things. For you, it could be somebody that doesn't know Jesus. Maybe there's a lost family member or a friend. Um, Some people, you know, it's a celebrity. I know that some people... They're, they're praying consistently for certain celebrities to come to know Jesus. You know, some people, they are praying for an unreached people group, a, a nation or an ethnicity of a certain group of people, uh, and they're burdened to pray for those folks. For some, it, it's a justice issue, like the issue of abortion or the issue of human trafficking. Um, and so it, do, it doesn't matter what it is. It's about, God, what do you have for me Give me your heart. Show me what moves you, what's important to you, what breaks your heart, you know? And God wants God wants us to join with him and partner with him in our prayers and in our intercession. So you don't have to pray for everything, but I believe that God wants to give you some specific things to partner with him in prayer and intercession about in a specific way uh, so that you can, number one, experience the, the intimacy of, of God sharing his heart with you, which is so powerful and so precious. Number two, so that you can pray in a targeted way and you can rejoice when there's breakthrough regarding the things that you're praying for. Uh, As somebody that's praying 
for the ending of abortion. Personally, I'm rejoicing that there's legislation, or, or excuse me, there's a court case right now before the Supreme Court in the United States um, that could have profound impact on reducing the number of abortions across our, our nation. I rejoice in that. Uh, and so there's a joy in the answer to the thing that God's given me to pray for. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that you guys will press in for your intercessory assignment, because I believe God wants us to experience deep joy in Him through this. So as we accept our intercessory assignments, let us be faithful to see them to fruition. If God is giving you a burden to pray, it's because He wants to answer your cries. Let's labor in prayer in specific ways to see the world around us transformed. I believe this place of intercessory partnership with the heart of God will not only bring us deep joy, but will shift the course of history. God, release intercessory assignments to every person on this call. God, let them weep for what you weep for. Let them feel your heart and let them partner with you in releasing your kingdom to the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for tuning in today. I know it went a little longer than usual, but if you're still with us, be sure to hit subscribe and follow so that you don't miss any future episodes. If you're on YouTube, please give us that thumbs up. Leave us a comment. If you're on Apple, if you could leave us a rating and a review, that would be fantastic. And uh, we love you guys and are so thankful uh, for all that you do. And don't forget, God's presence changes everything. Bless you.